honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets, and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, cast on skillets, good and hot, watch it steam and crack and pop, cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table. This is a radio show and podcast created to spotlight the people of our region who produce, preserve, and prepare our regional foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The song that you just heard was sung by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She comes from Madisonville, Tennessee, and uh, she's gotten quite popular This morning, we're setting the table with humanitarian grace. My guest is Stan Brock, director and founder of Remote Area Medical. Stan Brock lives here in East Tennessee, and he vowed to find a way to deliver basic medical aid to people in the world's inaccessible regions after his own personal experience of being injured when he was 26 days away from medical care in Guyana, South America. In 1985, he established the nonprofit Remote Area Medical, and as most of us know it, as RAM. They're headquartered right here in Rockford, Tennessee, and you'll see them helping in natural disasters all around the world and delivering high-quality medical care to remote regions and in our own backyard. Last year alone, they delivered high-quality free medical care to 30,000 people, and since 1985, they've delivered more than $112 million worth of free health care. I wanted to bring Stan to our table today to help shed light on the good work that they do and ask listeners to consider donating or volunteering with RAM and also to let you know about their farm called River's Edge. It's located in Granger County, Tennessee, and it's a place for the RAM Ranger program where they hope to instill healthy lifestyle choices and teach about farming and livestock and inspirational skills. In addition to our guest, Stan Brock, we also have two food segments. Our first guest is Fred Sossman from Johnson City, Tennessee. He's got a neat segment from his Potluck Radio series about Susan Shelton from Roan Mountain, Tennessee, and her recipe for gritty bread. We're then joined by Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knottsville New Sentinel, and she's got a couple of great standard recipes for pimento cheese. Also, I've got a segment with a lot of different activities going on that are farm and agriculturally related. So let's first start out here with Fred Sossman and his segment about gritty bread. Gritty 
This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. It's one of those dishes that tastes much better than it sounds. It's called gritty bread, and it has a long history. Susan Shelton, originally of Elizabethton, Tennessee, says the exact origin of gritty bread is a mystery in her family. Her great-grandparents made it in the late 1800s in the Carter County, Tennessee community of Cove Creek near Roan Mountain. The bread itself is ground-filled corn mixed with a little baking soda and buttermilk until it made a thick batter poured into a pan that was preheated with lard and bacon grease. It doesn't rise, and so it's basically two crusts put together with a little gummy stuff in the middle. And Susan Shelton says gritty bread doesn't require a fancy type of corn at all. I think when it first started up in the mountains, what my mother always told me was that they didn't have the rosiniers like we have now. They didn't have the, everybody had the field corn, and the people ate it, and the livestock ate it. Grandmother would cut the kernels off the corn, and we'd take them out, and Granddaddy would then put it in by the handful. He had a long green bench. And he'd put the grinder on the end of the bench and straddle it and start the grinding and grind it into an oatmeal-like consistency. One of my jobs as I got older was running the batter from the backyard into the kitchen where it would be poured into the pans that came out of the oven sizzling hot with the bacon grease. It bakes really fast because it's very thin. It was not only a meal, it was a celebration. It was a time when the whole family, extended if they were able, came back to, to Roan Mountain to eat gritty bread because it only happened once a year when the field corn was available. And that was all we had on the table. There were no sides. It was a gritty bread meal. For Potluck Radio, I'm Fred Saussman. And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on the radio dial at 89.9 WDBX.com every Saturday or listen to the podcast anytime at TennesseeFarmTable.com. So let's join Stanbrock now and let him better describe the mission of RAM and the good work that they do. If you'd like to follow along with their website, it is ramusa.org. Well, the, the mission, of, of course, of this organization in its 30-year uh, history um, uh, is to provide uh, free care uh, for the underserved. Um, and this is not this is not necessarily just for the homeless and the uh, and, and and the unemployed or the poor. It's for the underserved. And uh, there are a lot of places here in the United States. We were at one uh, just a couple of weeks ago in Southwest Virginia, uh, where there's a great shortage of uh, medical providers. I think there was only like one dentist in the entire area. So every year. Thousands of people come to our event in Wise County, Virginia, uh, and we are sort of their single source, it would appear. Um, they come there, <clears throat> they spend three or four days there, and they get their teeth fixed, and they get their eyes examined, and maybe get a pair of eyeglasses, and then they go to see the doctor um, and, uh, and receive treatment and advice, you know, for things like diabetes and, um, uh, and heart disease and so on. So that's, that's the mission of this organization, not only here in the United States, but overseas, um, in places like uh, Haiti and Guyana and Africa and the Philippines. Uh, we also respond to, um, uh, to disasters. Uh, uh, we had a team recently in Nepal after the earthquake there. We're expanding our, um, our, our disaster uh, 
uh, activities and response uh, because whether it's to do with global warming or not, the fact of the matter is that these natural disasters are coming fast and furious one after the other, whether they're hurricanes, typhoons, or, or earthquakes. And now add to that uh, unfortunate situation is the propensity for, um, for man-made uh, disasters uh, caused by people uh, who would seek to do harm uh, to the folks here in the United States and, and, uh, and other parts of the world. Um, uh, so we're expanding our activities uh, in the uh, disaster area as well. But <coughs> it's vitally important uh, to get to the youth uh, and to get to them early uh, to establish um, they're, 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 what they're going to do for the for, for their for their whole for their whole life. Um, uh, if 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 you grow up without opportunity and you grow up in poverty, um, there is possibly a way that you can escape from that, and it's education. And um, uh, here in the United States, kids do have access to education. Unfortunately, in a lot of places that we remote area medical works, um, kids don't have access to education, but they do here in the United States. But, be, but beyond the educational experience that they obtain uh, in, their, in their schools where they live, uh, they need to have opportunities to see beyond that. And that's what the Ram Ranger uh, program seeks to do, is, is giving an opportunity to, uh, to children in their formative years uh, to experience other uh, facts of life that perhaps they wouldn't have an opportunity to, uh, to witness uh, in the places where they live, in these, particularly in these urban areas. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we're visiting with Stan Brock of Remote Area Medical. After a short break, Stan will let us know about the Ram Ranger program and the skills they hope to encourage at Rivers Edge Farm in Granger County, Tennessee. Now here are a few events that are happening in our area. Remote Area Medical will be hosting a free medical clinic in Knoxville, Tennessee, beginning at 6 a.m. on Wednesday, January 31st through Sunday, February 4th, at the Jacobs Building in Chilhowee Park. That's in Knoxville, Tennessee. Here's a note about the event. Due to time constraints, be prepared to choose between dental and vision services. Information and details about this and upcoming RAM clinics, as well as volunteer opportunities, online at ramusa.org. IAM's Nature Center in South Knoxville is hosting an open house today between the hours of 11 to 3. People who attend this open house will be able to talk about all aspects of IAMS, including trail use, volunteering, membership, family and adult programs, events, recreational rentals, and plans to open a new nature preschool in 2018. IAMS is also hosting the annual Seed Swap, which will take place Saturday, 
January 27th between the hours of 1 to 4. Bring any seeds from your garden left over and take some new seeds from others to plant this year. This event is free and there is no registration and participants can attend anytime between the hours of 1 until 4. More information about these events at IAMS, that is spelled I-J-A-M-S dot O-R-G. Beardsley Farms, which receives funding from Knoxville Knotts County Community Action Committee, donates more than 11,000 pounds of produce each year to organizations including Mobile Meals, Knoxville Area Rescue Ministries, Global Seeds, and a local family crisis center. Their 10th annual Snow Day benefiting CSA Beardsley Farm will occur on Friday, January 26th between 7 p.m. and 12 midnight. The 10th annual Snow Day will be hosted at the Mill and Mine in Knoxville, Tennessee, and will feature five performances of a diverse group of musicians, a soup contest between some of Knoxville's finest restaurants, and a silent auction. Soup contestants will be Ollie B, Good Golly Tamale, Tupelo Honey, The Plaid Apron, Culotto Gelato, Clinch River Brewing, Boyd's Jig and Reel, Crew and Wine Bar, and more. All soups will be served with flower head bread. Connect with the farm through their website, beardsleyfarm.org. The Citizens Against the Pellissippi Parkway Extension, or abbreviated as CAP, will hold its 16th annual Chili Fest Saturday, February 3rd, from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. at St. John United Methodist Church at 2201 East Broadway, Maryville, Tennessee. With homemade quesadillas, a bake sale, door prizes, and a chili competition. For more information or to enter your own chili, contact Susan Keller at 865-982-4267 or visit saveitdontpaveit.org. Links to all these events can be found in one location at tennesseefarmtable.com under the tab that says Listen to the Show. And let's join back up with Stan Brock of Remote Area Medical and hear about the farm called River's Edge in Granger County, Tennessee, and the Ram Ranger program that they do there. The, the, the Ram Ranger uh, program is uh, essentially for, uh, for, for youth, uh, particularly in the 14-year-old uh, age, age, age bracket and, uh, and, and slightly younger. But it's for, it's, it's for children uh, that need opportunities, children that need uh, inspiration and, and, and direction. We're talking about um, uh, children uh, from places like the Pine Ridge um, uh, Native American Reservation up there in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. Um, we've been working with some of the kids up there um, with our um, with our equine uh, pro program, and um, uh, and then it's for it's for kids uh, from like the south side of Chicago and uh, East St. Louis. Uh, we're going to be in East St. Louis, in fact, uh, the week after next, um, uh, with a with a medical program. Um, but uh, um, and of course from, from, from Appalachia and from right here in, in Knoxville, Tennessee. In other words, um, the activities that we are going to um, uh, have going 
at the Ram Ranger uh, camp uh, that we've just acquired are going to be uh, uh, motivational, inspirational activities and activities that they would not have a chance to experience uh, living where they live. In other words, uh, activities that involve farm animals and activities that involve uh, horseback riding. Um, uh, we, we have our own airstrip out there and um, uh, so can you imagine uh, a group of 14 year old children being uh, having an opportunity uh, to sit down with an instructor out there on our farm on our private uh, airport uh, and 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 listen to what makes an airplane fly how does an airplane fly not only not only the um, uh, the theory behind it but then to be able to sit in the cockpit of a small airplane and actually take off and um, and be able to manipulate the controls of that airplane um, this this is an experience that for a 14 year old a kid from the south side of Chicago might say to that uh, child wow maybe one day I could be a pilot uh, or one maybe one day I could be an airplane mechanic uh, and um, uh, so that's what it's all about inspiring kids to achieve uh, and um, uh, we're just looking forward to getting the program going. We've been dabbling in it now for a number of years. Uh, for example, down there in our activities down in the upper Amazon in the country of Guyana, in the Ram Ranger program there, what we're talking to the kids about is, hey, you don't need to cut down the rainforest to plant your crops uh, for your survival. You see, uh, uh, for, for thousands and thousands of years, the system down there in the Amazon has been, you go out and you cut down a patch of rainforest and you set fire to it when it dries, and then you plant your corn and your cassava, um, which is your means of survival. Well, you don't need to cut down the rainforest to do that. You can actually plant the same crops on the open savanna, and there happens to be thousands and thousands of square miles of open savanna and many of these Native American people in that part of the upper Amazon live on the savanna. So why are they all hiking to the rainforest to cut it down to plant crops when they could actually plant those crops right outside their, their, their house where they're domicile on the savanna? And, um, <clears throat> but you can't, it's very difficult to teach people um, who have grown up in that culture and they're now in their 20s and 30s and 40s to say, hey, there's a different way to do it. But you get those young people, those 12, 13 and 14 year olds and show them how to do it. Um, that's the way. Sure is. Get them young. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a product of World War II. And in World War II, every patch of, of land in the middle of the city of London or wherever it was, there was something growing on it, and it was food. The Victory Gardens, they were called. And um, uh, <laughs> case in point, right behind this building here, 
uh, Karen Wilson, one of our um, one of our volunteers here, she planted a tomato plant um, probably about a month and a half ago. Um, every afternoon I go out there and there are tomatoes growing on that plant and they're ready to eat. Um, and, and so um, it, it just goes to show that with a little initiative and the sort of World War II victory um, uh, uh, a garden idea in mind, um, that people uh, don't necessarily have to go down to the, uh, to the grocery store um, and um, when they can grow the stuff in their, in, in their own backyard or even on top of the roof. And we really want to hear from those retired members of the, uh, of the greater Knoxville community um, uh, that have had so many uh, experiences in their lives, in their business, and so on, um, and now they're retired. And perhaps they have um, the time on their hands. Uh, we can use those people over here at Remote Area Medical in Rockford, Tennessee. We've got a beautiful place here. And um, uh, so, uh, you retired folks out there that are looking for something to do, uh, we can use your skills. So please get in touch with us at Remote Area Medical, ramusa.org, uh, or call us on the phone, 579-1530, and uh, uh, we'd need to hear from you. If you've just tuned in, you've been listening to an interview with Stan Brock of Remote Area Medical. For more information about donations, volunteering, and a schedule of clinics, this and all of my guests with links can be found under the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com, under the tab that says Listen to the Show. And coming up, we have Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville News Sentinel, with some recipes for pimento cheese. Say hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? And now it's In the Kitchen with Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel. If you're a pimento cheese lover like I am, you might want to try the following recipes. One is from the Tupelo Honey Cafe cookbook, Spirited Recipes from Asheville's New South Kitchen. And the other is from the Blackberry Farm cookbook, Four Seasons of Great Food and the Good Life. The ingredients needed for the Blackberry Farm pimento cheese are six tablespoons of mayo, two tablespoons of pickle juice, one and a half teaspoons of Dijon mustard, one teaspoon of hot sauce, they prefer Frank's red hot sauce, a teaspoon of minced garlic, a half a teaspoon of kosher salt, one teaspoon freshly ground pepper, one roasted red pepper skin seeded and chopped, a half of a cup of pimento pieces drained, and a pound of grated mild or medium sharp cheddar cheese. To prepare it, all you do is stir together the mayonnaise, the pickle juice, the mustard, hot sauce, garlic, salt, and pepper until it's nice and smooth. 
Then you fold in the red pepper, the pimentos, and the cheddar cheese. Chill for at least 30 minutes before you serve it, and it makes approximately four cups. Now the Tupelo honey pimento cheese is a warm pimento cheese. Uh, to prepare that, you need eight ounces of cheddar cheese, shredded, a half of a cup of mayo, a tablespoon of Dijon mustard, a tablespoon of stone ground mustard, a teaspoon of mustard powder, a half a teaspoon of sea salt, a fourth of a teaspoon of freshly ground black pepper, two tablespoons of minced fresh parsley, one half cup finely diced roasted red bell peppers, and some tortilla chips for serving. To prepare it, you combine the cheese, the mayonnaise, the mustard, the stone ground mustard, the mustard powder, the salt, the pepper, the parsley, and the roasted bell peppers together in a microwavable dish. Then you place that in the microwave for about 20 seconds or until it's hot through. Or you can put it in a baking pan and in a preheated oven cook it for about 15 minutes. Again, serve that with your favorite tortilla chips. This makes approximately two cups of pimento cheese. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. We want to say thank you so much for your great company here today at the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here next week at 9 or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We want to say thank you to WDVX for bringing to you pure community broadcasting just like this show. They are our media partner, and we couldn't do this without them. More information at WDVX.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com and check out our podcast on your smartphone, tablet, or computer, or on iTunes. Or just search for Tennessee Farm Table. A big list of all of our shows will appear. We hope you have a good week. And keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.